and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. And Lord, that is our affirmation of who you are and what you have done in our lives and your faithfulness. And Lord, we are grateful for how you continue to work in a powerful way in each of our families. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about Psalm 79. And this particular psalm is a psalm of lament. In fact, I want to go ahead and read around four verses from this psalm. Let's read together. In verse 1, O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. Verse 5, How long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Verse 9, Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. Verse 10, Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Let the avenging of the outward blood of your servants be known among the nations before our eyes. It's a pretty intense psalm. It talks about, it, it talks about uh, the nation of, of, of Israel being ravaged and Jerusalem being destroyed. And yet towards the end, it concludes by saying, and yet, Lord, we're still the sheep, your sheep. We're, and because of that, God, we will give thanks to you and recount your praise from generation to generation. Now, in your own journey of following God, have you come to that point? You're, it's like a breaking point in terms of your own journey and relationship with God. Maybe you've come to the end of your rope. Maybe something really tragic happened or the final straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, happened to you. And because of that, you've just been in a place of desperation. For the nation of Israel, that was the Babylonian captivity. Just a quick histor history. You know, the nation of Israel uh, used to be one kingdom. But after the, after the reign of David and Solomon, it was divided into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom was named Israel. It was composed of the ten tribes. And the capital was Samaria. And then the southern kingdom was composed of only two tribes. And then it was named Judah, the capital of which was Jerusalem. And in terms of God disciplining the nation, it was just a difference of 150 years from when the Assyrians overran uh, the northern kingdom, Israel, and its capital, Samaria. And then later on, 150 years later, they overran, the Babylonians this time overran Jerusalem and that whole nation of Judah, so to speak. And to them, that Babylonian captivity is like the last straw that broke the camel's back. How do you respond in situations like that? Asaph, who was the psalmist, wrote this down in verse 1. O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. And, you know, Asaph is, is, is lamenting about the situation of the nation. And they've lost their identity. They have lost their, you know, their wealth as a nation. They've lost their people. Many people have been killed. And the rest of the nation have been um, exiled into Babylon. And there were just a few people that were left uh, in the nation. And, you know, it's, it's a very sad situation. It's a very desperate situation indeed. And then the psalmist it's almost like he brings us through his journey 
or through the journey of the nation. In verse 5, it says, how he says, How long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? It's like, Lord, we're in the middle of this now. The captivity has already happened and we're in ruins. Lord, how long will their situation be? How long will we stay in this way? Now, we know from history that it took 70 years before the rest of the, before um, exiles began to come back to the nation. But within the span of the 70 years, I could imagine the people of Israel crying out in this way. But then there's a significant word that's mentioned in that passage that I think it would be good for us to look at. It says, they say, How long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Now that word jealousy, that's not a negative word. I mean, at least the way that God uses it in relation to himself. In the Ten Commandments, he would already say, For I am a jealous God, that I will visit the sins of the fathers up to the fourth generation, but I will bless up to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. God has a jealousy for us. You know why? Because he made us and he loves us. He, he wants us to be holy completely devoted to Him because it is only in that that we experience the best that He has to offer. If we begin to run after other gods, if we begin to nurture idolatry in our hearts, if we begin to have other priorities aside from God and aside from the supremacy and the preeminence of God in our lives, that inevitably leads to destruction. So God is jealous for us because He wants us to be spared from destruction. He wants us to be delivered from sin and its ill effects in our lives. And He's Jealous for you and to recognize for the people of Israel to sing in this way and to recognize God's jealousy, that's actually a good thing because God's jealousy has resulted in the discipline of the nation and the goal is to be able to bring them back to Him. God's jealousy is good for you. You know, have you ever experienced to be with someone who was not good for you? <laughs> I mean, it might have been an illegitimate relationship, a questionable relationship, and, it's, and the effect of that relationship in your life has not been really good. God wants you to be with Him first and foremost and to be with Him completely because to be with Him is good for you. It is good for your life. It is good for your family. God is jealous for you and, and desires to be able to bring you back completely to Him. Picking, picking it up in the psalm in verse 9, the psalmist now cries out, Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. I like it that phrase in the end that says, for the glory of your name, because the psalmist is asking God for something big, and he understands the right motivation. That the motivation is, Lord, I value your name. And I wish to honor your name. And Lord, we've turned away from you in the past, but now, Lord, we recognize that, Lord, we, we recognize the glory of your name. And Lord, for the sake of your name, we pray that you would do this for us. And he asks for two things. He said, Lord, help us, O God of our salvation. He, um, he help us, O God of our salvation. That's the first one. The idea of help is for, for the idea of surrounding somebody or, you know, in order to protect someone that you surround that person. So it's almost like a father surrounding a child with his arms and protecting. And then the idea of salvation is deliverance. It's the psalmist crying out to God and saying, help us, O God of our salvation. In the next verse, uh, in the latter part of the verse, he says another thing, the second request, and says, deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. Again, for the sake of God's name, Lord, deliver us. Deliv to be delivered means to be snatched away. So it's almost like destruction is coming on you and then the Lord will snatch you away from the situation. And then I love this part. 
to atone for our sins. The idea is that for our sins to be covered so that we would finally be delivered from our sins, for our sins to no longer be used against us or not no longer be taken against us. Now, that request of atonement, that's usually done by the priest, the high priest, remember? But we know now in the New Testament that Jesus did that for us. He's the God of our salvation. He helped us. He has delivered us from the death that's caused by sin. And He has atoned for our sins, all for the sake of His name. So we're saying that to, to say, you can actually go to God and pray this prayer because that's exactly what Jesus did at the cross. And when He resurrected again from the dead, you can, you can be delivered from your sin. You can receive the salvation that comes from God and He can step in into your situation and finally bring deliverance and salvation. Now, in verse 10, it would further say, Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Let the avenging of the outward blood of your servants be known among the nations before our eyes. Let me teach you a quick prayer. Would you be willing to say this? Lord, help us, forgive us, and let the nations know about it. Because that's what verse 10 said. Lord, help us, verses 9 to 10. Lord, help us and forgive us and let the nations know about it. The motivation being, Lord, for the sake of your name and for the sake of your glory among the nations. Lord, would you do your work in my life? Help me, surround me with your favor. And Lord, forgive me. Lord, remove the ill effects of sin from my life and that God let other people know about it. Let them know that what you have done in my life. Allow me to be able to speak of it to other people and then eventually let the nations know about it. So you see, this applies in your personal life and this applies to us as a nation. As a nation receiving God's salvation, God's deliverance, and then bringing that same good news of gospel and salvation to the rest of the nations. As God puts a distinction on us as a people, the rest of the nations will know, oh, God is indeed with you. God is indeed among you. Now, I understand you still might be asking this question, Lord, I don't really see you helping me. In fact, you know, in your heart, you could range from a uh, just a complaining before God, an impatience that God is not at work, or up to a place of deep resentment because it seems that God has abandoned you. Again, the psalmist said that in verse 5, How long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? For the nation of Israel, it took them 70 years to eventually be able to get back to their nation, to Jerusalem. How long do you think can you wait still? Now, I know, only God knows what He is doing in your life. But in this moment, let this be a place of hope. A place of hope because verse 13 says, But we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. Let that be a statement of hope, a statement of faith coming from you. May you continue to still seek God. May you continue to come to Him and really pray and ask, Lord, would you come and bring salvation to me? In fact, the same prayer that we read a while ago, Lord, help us, forgive us, and let the nations know about it. Psalm 79 is a word to those of us in the middle of such desperate situations, that your posture may be, Lord, I'm going to come to you, God. Your jealousy is drawing me to you. Lord, I want to be able to see your salvation, your deliverance. Lord, for the sake of your name, would you help us and would you forgive us? And then, Lord, let other people know about it. 
Let me declare your name to other people because of your goodness in my life. If you're in the middle of such a situation right now, allow us to stand with you in prayer. Lord, would you be the one to step in in a powerful way? Lord, we pray the prayer of Psalm 79. Lord, that in the middle of that, what we're going through, Lord, we pray, help us. O God of our salvation, Lord, would, for the sake of your name, Lord, would you be the one to deliver us and atone for us, God, for the sake of your name. And Lord, may your name be glorified in each of our situations and families because you, O Lord, are a jealous God. You desire for us to be drawn to you completely. And so, Lord, our response, we surrender to you, Lord, completely. Lord, we come to you. Father, thank you for stepping into our situations, delivering us and favoring us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship God. Rejoice before Him, even before the answers to your prayer. to dust fulfill your promises nothing's impossible for my God will overcome you turn my doubt to dust is indeed faithful in each of our lives. Lord, would you be the one to do your deliverance, your salvation, your miracle for each of us. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.